Alright, welcome back to a special edition of Baseball Banter. I'm your host, Justin Gianelli. Uh, unfortunately, we have not been able to be on here much of late. Last time we recorded was two weeks ago on Monday, August 16th. Um, today is Monday, August 30th. Um, also, a quick note that on Wednesday, I will be recording a podcast with John Stewart. We are going to be previewing the month of September and what lies ahead for the contending playoff teams. So look forward to that. But this podcast is specifically dedicated to the debacle that is the New York Mets. And I have a lot of thoughts of this as a fan. And so I will quickly start off by prefacing what is going on. No, we're not talking about the fact that they actually won two games this weekend. They won two out of three against the Washington Nationals at home over the weekend. It was made note when Javi Baez flashed a thumbs-down sign as he crossed home plate following his massive two-run homer on Sunday afternoon. And it, he explained in the po- in the post game interview that it was basically booing back at the fans uh, who have booed them for the better part of the last month and a half because the Mets have played some really lousy baseball of late. So the the fans have every right to be upset, and you have a bunch of sensitive players like Baez. Francisco Lindor, who's mentioned the booing, gets to him that he doesn't like the booing. And seems like he was the ringleader of all this, of, of the booing. And there was video of him, I think it was on Thursday night against the Giants. He flashed the thumbs down sign at Baez as Baez had the hustle double to second base. And it was trying to get Baez to do the thumbs down sign. So... That's really where all of this uh, originated. And it's basically taking a shot at the fans. And if you're the Mets, you have an utter, utter disaster. Because the three players yesterday who were seen doing it were Javi Baez, uh, Francisco Lindor. He had a two-run double in the the eighth inning yesterday. and, And Kevin Pilar, who also hit a double. Now, here's the thing. Baez and Pilar can be let go at the end of the season because they're free agents at the end of the year. The real issue is the mastermind behind all this, and that's Francisco Lindor. We're in year one. Next year starts the 10-year extension that he signed in the offseason. So you're talking about a lot of issues with this organization and then it was compounded by what Sandy Alderson said at nighttop. So this is the original quote from Javi Baez in the post-game press conference. When we don't get success, we're going to get booed. So they're going to get booed when we get success. Baez also added, we're not machines. We're going to struggle. We're going to struggle seven times out of ten. And, you know, it just feels bad. When I strike out and I get booed, it really doesn't really get to me. But I want to let them know how it feels. If we win together, then we've got to lose together. And the fans are a big part of it. They've got to be better. I play for the fans, and I love the fans. If they're going to do that, they're just putting more pressure on the team, and that's not what we want. 
So that was what Javi Baez said. And it was not taken well by anybody in the Mets upper management. And this was Mets president Sandy Alderson who issued this at about, uh, I would say, 7.30 uh, last night. In the post-game press conference today, Javi Baez stated that his thumbs-down gesture during the game was a message to the fans who have recently booed him and other players for poor, poor performance. These comments and any gestures by him or other players with a similar intent are totally unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Mets fans are understandably frustrated over the team's recent performance. The players in the organization are equally frustrated. But fans have every right to express, express their own disappointment. Booing is every fan's right. The Mets will not tolerate any player gesture that is un- unprofessional in its meaning or is directed in a negative way towards our fans. I will be meeting with our players and staff to convey this message directly. Mets fans are loyal, passionate, knowledgeable, and more than willing to express themselves. We love them for every one of these qualities. All right. So here is where I'm pissed off at both. At both I'm pissed off at all parties of the situation. First, let's start, let's start with Baez. If this is their intent, then they need to keep this as an inside joke. You don't say that in the public. You don't say that in a public press conference where that's going to go viral and every person known to man is going to go on Twitter and just start trashing the Mets for this and start going LOL Mets. Well, it is an LOL Mets moment. It was not the right thing to do if you're biased. It's supposed to stay as an inside joke. Now, on the other hand, there is a part of me who does appreciate Baez's honesty. However, sometimes honesty just needs to be just left alone. Some things are better left unsaid, right? The old expression. This is one of them. And this is a very touchy subject, picking a fight with the fans. It's, it's something you're never going to win. And what pisses me off more than anything is that this just means Javi's pretty much gone at the end of the year and he'll, he'll be in the free agency market. And that's disappointing because when we got Javi Baez, I was, very, I was very pleased and I was hoping that the Mets were going to have him for quite a few years. And, you know, I, I just think that he has played himself out of New York. I think he's going to get booed tomorrow. But I also think that Javi is just the messenger. And that leads me to Francisco Lindor. Because Francisco Lindor is supposed to be the face of this franchise. He's the guy who's going to be here for the next 11 years. And, look, look, I'm going to be 40 years old when Lindor's contract comes to an end. There's a lot of damage control that needs to be done with this relationship between the fans and Lindor because he's not going anywhere. And... You know, he's the one who's got to stand up and not hide behind and, and, and not hide behind his, his buddy Javier Baez. Javier Baez basically fell on the sword and was the one who came out with, the, with, with saying that. And, you know, obviously, like I said, it ended his time basically with the Mets as, you know, at the end of the season. And then. You know, and and Lindor just gets to hide and not say anything. So that is that that is why I'm the that is who I'm the most upset at. It's not Baez, 
it's Lindor. As for Sandy Alderson, I think he brought fuel to the fire. I really think he put fuel to the fire there because, you know, but, you know, again, damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you don't say anything, you're going to get criticized for, oh, why are the Mets so quiet on this situation? But also part of me believes that maybe this starts to, maybe this blows over just a little bit and really does not become much of a big deal if nothing is said between Alderson and the Mets. But part of me also is like, bro, you're putting fuel on the fire, and now this has been a major storm, a major... Even if he's right and you agree that this is unacceptable, and I, and I do, and I'm not, I'm not a fan who boos. I, I, you know, I don't boo my own players as a Mets fan, but I understand how many people are frustrated, especially with the way this team has gone. They're 9-20 and 20 since they acquired Javier Baez. He missed two weeks because of um, back stiffness. So, yeah, every, every fan has the right to be frustrated with what's going on for the Mets. They have not played well in the month of August. They just came off a stretch of playing 13 straight games against the Dodgers and Giants, in which they won twice in 13 games. 2-11. and 11. So... The fans have every right to be frustrated, and then you have a you come home and have a lackluster performance on Friday night in losing to the Nationals. Now, granted, you bounced back and you won Saturday Sunday, so you're on a, a two game winning streak. But it's really just not the time for the players to be clapping back at fans for booing. You haven't played well. Fans are visibly frustrated, and you know they want they love you. They want you to win. So they're not booing because they hate you. They're booing because they want to see success and they're upset that they're not getting that. So that's my that's really my take on all of that. And like, like Sandy said, booing is every fan's right. Do I think it's the right way to go? I really don't. But... It's also not my preference. Everybody's got their own preferences and to each his own. If, if you feel that booing a player is what you would like to do when you come to the ballpark, you're, you have every right to do so. The fans pay for part of the player's salary. We spend our hard-earned money going to these games. I've been to four games this year at City Field, and I'm going to a fifth uh, actually, at Nationals Park to watch the Mets. And, you know, I spend my good money to watch the Mets play. I would like to see them win. I was at Saturday's game with the retirement of Jerry Kuzman's number 36, and I was happy. We went home with a win. But the Mets have not played well, and every fan has the right to be frustrated but so, but and so do the players. The, the players aren't trying to lose. We know that, but they gotta stop being so sensitive and soft, and and whining about the booing and basically saying don't boo us. I, look, it sucks right now. The Mets are playing terribly. The freaking Tigers have a better record. 
So, I mean, what, what do you want the fans to do right now? You're not giving a team a standing ovation after losing 11 of 13 in an important two-week stretch that has basically seen the Mets drop like 12 games in the standings. Think about it. They showed a stat on Saturday during the game, and I saw this uh, from a couple of people who tweeted it out because I was at the game Saturday, that the, Met, the Mets on July 28th were up four and a half games. A month later, they're eight and a half out. And right now they said it's seven and a half out. So, you know, the, I understand everybody's frustration, and I think everybody is a little bit in the wrong. And that makes everything a whole hell of a lot worse. And I mentioned, and with today being the off day, it was kind of quiet in Mets land. Uh, it was really more loud stuff on the radio. And, you know, I got to give Sal, I got to give Sal Licata a lot of credit. Sal Licata is uh, an overnight host on WFAN. Um, he is filling in in the mornings for Boomer Sice and Greg Giannotti with, uh, with Jerry Recco this week. And, he was right on with pretty much everything he said, you know. And you know, you you know, if you don't like the booing in New York, you could pack your bags and take your game elsewhere. That's really that's really it. Pack your bags and hit the road. New York is not a joke. This is the biggest market to play in in every sport. If you can't handle New York, then then you got to go somewhere else because it takes a. It takes a certain type of player who is capable of handling New York City. Fans are relentless. Fans are passionate. We want winners. The Mets haven't made the playoffs in five years. 2016. And they lost a measly wildcard game. Yes, we got one nice World Series run in 2015, but that came up short. And we are still visibly upset that the Mets can never sustain success. And if you look it out through their history, they've made the playoffs, I believe, seven times in their franchise history. We had 69, 73, 86, 99, 2000, uh, 2006, 2015, 2016, eight times in the franchise history. This is the 60th season of the New York Mets. And they've made the playoffs eight times. It's not good. This franchise has never sustained success. And ever since 1995, it's been easier to make the playoffs because 1995 was the first year of the wild card round. You know, before you had to win your division, and there was a couple of years, like in 19, uh, I think it was like 1985, the Mets won 90 plus games. In, you know, 1987, they won like. 100, they won like 94 games and missed out because they finished second in the division. So the Mets did have a couple of missed opportunities because they finished second. And back then, before 95, you had to win your division to get into the postseason. So, of course, that, that doesn't help the scenario. But since 95, they've won the division twice. And the other... Uh, four times were were as a wild card and or the other three times was as a wild card so fans are clearly frustrated but you know 
the, but, but the players need to stop, and the players need to stop being so sensitive about it. So, all right, so that's that's my take on this whole situation, you know, and and as a fan, I'm pissed off, but you know, that's it's still not going to stop me from watching every game. Maybe going to an, I mean, I'm obviously, like I said, I'm going to the Mets Nationals game at Nats Park on Monday, September sixth, which is a week from today, um, and I will probably be back at City Field uh, one more time before the season's over. You know, I, I I will still spend my hard-earned money at City Field because it's it's for my entertainment. I like watching them play. I've been frustrated, and you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't. Maybe I don't go to another game. I I don't know. I really don't know right now because this this franchise's future is very uncertain. You got an acting general manager who took over for Jared Porter after that scumbag uh, had his whole sexual harassment stuff and he got he got canned and he's in suspension and basically baseball exile and I hope he never gets another job so you got the acting GM Zach Scott you got uh, basically a holdover at president and they brought in Sandy Alderson because basically he was kind of going to play nice nice with the with the rest of the owners and allow them to want Steve Cohen to own the Mets and then you have Luis Rojas, who was the second choice. Remember, the Mets hired Carlos Beltran prior to the 2020 season. And he ended up getting let go because of what happened with the Houston Astros and their uh, cheating scandal. You know, and their, steal, their sign-stealing scandal. So, I, I, so my guess is that Rojas is gone. Alderson's gone. You might keep Zach Scott. I'm, I'm not certain about that. And then you got guys like Conforto, Smith, McNeil. Conforto's a free agent. He's likely gone. McNeil, Smith, Davis, those guys all could be potentially gone. It could be a big roster shakeup. And if you're if you're left standing, I think you're one of the lucky ones. So it's, it's a very, very weird time for the Mets. There's a lot of turmoil right now. And things are just not looking good right now. So um, that's it for this edition of Baseball Banter. It was just a little rant on what is going on with the New York Mets. And we'll talk to you Wednesday. Um, probably uploaded either Wednesday night or Thursday morning. John Stewart will join me and we'll uh, basically take a look at what's ahead in the month of September. And as the pennant races take shape and they come down in this come down to the wire in this last in this last month so we'll talk to you on wednesday have a good night